Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Fight Diggy, Tribe Called Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Peter Ghost. This is Ab Soul. This is K.O. And you listening to The Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. This is show that you come up on, yeah. Hey, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of the Come Up Show. Thank you for listening. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe on iTunes right away. And yo, we're holding a contest for a concert happening this Friday at the Adelaide Hall. It features top five J-Soul and tons of special guests. It's brought to you by Karma X-Wave. You can go get your tickets at the clothing store, 1230 St. Clair Avenue West, Full info is in the description below. My guest today, he goes by the name Devante, and I remember three years ago at Canadian Music Week, he gave me, I believe it was a CD or a card, but he was telling me to check out his music. He was grinding, he was hustling, he was networking. And you know, my initial reaction sometimes when, especially during Canadian Music Week where you meet countless artists, they always give you their CDs, and I, I always play a wait and see. I always have a wait and see approach to see if this artist is for real and in due time, are they going to grind? Am I going to see their name again? Am I going to see them out and about? Three years later, Devante, I would say, is one of the premier Toronto artists with hits like Bear Things and his album District Vibe uh, that has features like Joy Badass. I interviewed Devante in a different setting. This was recorded 10 in the morning in a park near my place. You're going to hear... Uh, you're gonna hear nature in the background, and it was fitting. It was fitting. This background was fitting because of the energy that Devonte brought to our interview. He talks about his faith, following your heart, what he learned from Boy Wanda, and so much more. Without further ado, Devonte on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. What's poppin'? It's the boy Devonte. <laughs> I'm just joking. What's good, y'all? It's Devonte. I'm here with my man Cheto. We out here living it. I want to know what was your upbringing like growing up in your household. Can you take us what that was like for you? Yeah, I'm a yeah. I'm, I'm a love child. I was I was born a product of two beautiful people. That one is black, my father. One is white. I was born to show a lot of light to people that were maybe ignorant to the fact of accepting others. I guess you could say, kind of like racism. But um, I was able to diffuse at least some people and i feel like um i still am so i grew up with my mom my dad my grandma my great-grandmother who my uncle and uh, who all i still hang out with very dearly it's just a music i guess my mom was a very hard worker i've never seen her take a day off work she has her own business so she just always like works extra hard and that's where i get work ethic from as far as well as my dad who always figures out a way how to fix something and get it done um no matter what like you know Whatever it may be, from cars to building houses to anything, fixing bikes, like any anything that needs to be done, he, he'll figure out how to do it. So um, I I think I get my creative, like, on-the-go side from him. And, yeah, he's also very musical. My, my, my family's very musical. Sometimes I feel like they just don't know it, but they definitely influence me to be a strong individual who has enough confidence to give others, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Did you identify as, because when somebody looks at you, maybe they can't figure out, are you black, are you white, are you Spanish, are you Asian or whatever? Like, what was that like 
I'm one. Like I'm, I'm I am, <laughs> I am everything <laughs> into one. I am the world because <laughs> I think that we are all connected. I think all this, oh, I'm black, I'm white stuff for me is really not true because I mean, yeah, like if you look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely black. <laughs> like my skin color is not white and it's not, sometimes people think I'm Spanish, but <laughs> majority of the people, you know, they know I'm black, but I really feel like all that stuff doesn't matter because I've been, I've been really just taken back and looking at observing and like I see it's like avatar kind of like we are all the same but depending on like how you want to form your body like you know and the work you want to put in for what you want like whatever your passions is or your goals are is how your body adapts to it like you know you could see someone that just likes to drink and that is not disciplined to, to know when to stop you can see it in their eyes you can see someone that loves to work out you can see someone that like you know and they all have similarities and and look but I feel like I'm just like I'm one I'm all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm light. <laughs> where did this come from? Like, how did you, it seems like, where did you get these philosophies or these beliefs that I'm one and you seem like you're like a very positive guy and you're full, full of love? Like, who, who influenced you or what influenced you? Well, God, for sure. I feel like the only way to talk to God is to talk to yourself. So I spend at least an hour a day talking to myself. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, if I'm meditating and going on walks. But like, also not just through, like, through God, like, through others, like, you know, he would talk to, like, through my friends to me or, like, through my parents and instilled a lot of things that my parents taught me, like, all, you know, being positive and, you know, not worrying about the negatives and you get what you give always. And sometimes it's crazy because now that I'm older, like, I see, I give it back to my family sometimes when they lose sight of some things. And it's beautiful. We always need to be reminded sometimes. Uh, and speaking of family, let's just get this out of the way. Aisha Curry is your cousin. So how is she related to you? Is this just cousin, cousin, or she's like direct first cousin, second cousin? No, that's like yeah. my direct cousin. So that's my dad's sister's daughter. So that's okay. like my first cousin. That's like my best friend. One of my best friends for sure. When mm -hmm. I used to go over to my aunt's house, to always hang out with her and my cousin Jazz. Then we had another one, this Chad. He's a little younger, but now he's getting older. Mm -hmm. he, he he hang out with the gang. <laughs> and they all lived in what is it, North Carolina? No, they lived in here. They lived in Toronto, like Markham. So she met Steph in uh, North Carolina, and you know Steph was obviously here. His father was here in Toronto, so they link up back in Toronto again. Did Toronto play a role in their relationship or no? Their light together is is so strong. It was like heaven sent to inspire others, you know. Like God put like. them together. Basically. Yeah, yeah. It was for a testament. I think we're all walking Bibles, so like, yeah. So I think it was to help the world right now show like unity in families and mixed families as well. Um, mm -hmm. But you have to ask them, really. You know, I, I, I know. I, I'm pretty sure they knew each other in Toronto, or they, they, they went to the same church together. I don't know if it was yeah. North Carolina or Toronto. You'd have to ask them about yeah. that. But you were present at their first date when they went to Blockbuster. You were yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So All Star Weekend was this, uh, this past February, and you had a show, and Steph came out to your show. Yeah. As, so this is what I wonder because you know, being a rapper, that sometimes uh, you know rappers would try to use every type of advantage that they have. You have you ever tried to do that or thought of that? Like, yo, what, Steph, post me up on your IG or tweet me or tell people to follow me or anything like that. Yeah, no, I'm. <laughs> that's not me. I'm not. I'm not that with my friends nor any. Not even your friends. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's why I consider Steph is my friend. So yeah. it's not like I don't look at him like a, a celebrity. It's it's actually weird to me sometimes still to 
to see like to drive around the city sometimes I'm in San Francisco and see like posters of him and like you know and like have everyone talk about him like it still doesn't click with me because since a young and like all the people I've been surrounded with have always been like I, I've known a lot of basketball players that are playing the NBA now so like and I was a football player I don't know I've never been like stargazed or, or actually I've been stargazed once from Kanye when I was in Texas but like Aside from that, everyone's just normal people, and I treat all equal. Like, you know, someone with no money or I see on the ground sitting down asking for money or anyone that I know with the most money. Mm-hmm. So it's it's never been like, yo, I need Instagram, because that stuff doesn't matter to me at all. I think it's, it's it's literally saved in my phone in a folder called the fake world because it's oh, irrelevant. Really? Yeah, on your phone in the category is fake world. Yeah, it's irrelevant yeah. to me, really, because there's no soul in it. It's just very selfish, and it's all for self-benefit, and you don't get anything being like that. It appeals to our vanity, right? Yeah. So you had football dreams, like uh, people listening to this podcast here, yeah. what, 6'5"? Are you still 300 pounds? Or? No, I actually, yeah. for the first time, yeah. and like since elementary school, I'm under 300 pounds. I've been losing some weight. I've been working out. Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing was just cutting out juice and pop and sweets and stuff like that because it's poison. Sugar, I think, is more dangerous Fruit than cocaine. Like, cocaine. Like, it's up there. Like, it's it's a huge drug. Yeah, it's a drug that people don't even realize it's a drug and the side effects it has. Like, you know, they... It's hard, though, because it tastes so good. So, it's, it's like... everywhere. Yeah, so... And, it, like, it's, we're programmed to think that it's, it's okay to have when it's really not. Like, it's, it's... If you see people that eat sugar, like, you can see it. You can literally see, like, oh, that person eats a lot of sugar, you know? And it's not good. You were a football player. You had, uh, you know, uh, you're really good, and it's not even like something dramatic happened where you got injured or you tore your ACL or anything like that. You just like, oh, I don't love this anymore. That's how it was. Yeah, well, I had yeah. scholarships. I was number one. I was the number one left tackle in Canada for my age group uh, out of my graduating year, um, and I had scholarships to go a lot of places, like pretty much where I wanted to go. But I follow my heart, and I encourage everyone to follow their heart in life because everyone here is for a purpose. And when you stop serving your purpose is when you have no purpose, so there's no point of you being here. So I felt like my heart was not telling me that I need to play football. Like, you know, um, yeah, I was good at it, and people wanted it for me, but I didn't want it for myself. So I knew that I always, since I was, like, fourth grade, I knew that I would like to be an artist, and I want to be on, like, a huge stage just shedding light for others and that's like my gift you know so, so how old were you what grade were you and when you made that decision you didn't want to do this it was 12th grade or after i won the metro bowl undefeated so that's like the toronto the top toronto football thing i guess all the volunteers our high school went undefeated that year and, mm-hmm. and we beat out saint andrews i think which is like a private football school and mm-hmm. we beat them and i took a couple of like um recruitment trips after that to go see some schools but I realized like was that a tough decision at that time though like considering your family friends your peers everybody and then you're like oh yeah no no whatever my heart tells me is always right like no matter what people say like it's not gonna sway me because I have to do what I have to do Hmm. yeah tell me the importance of uh, school alliance of of student songwriters that's that's a huge part of my life that was founded by Artemis Chartier and Dale Russell so since uh, maybe sixth grade they came to my elementary school and it's like a pro- it's a program a workshop for kids in the schools to go and learn how to write and strengthen their writing abilities their stage confidence and and things like that and just have like a safe haven for artists even if you're not an artist but someone just like music enjoyers and artists to go and share their ideas and create new ideas or just to listen to 
their students and their peers' ideas. So I was always in that from sixth grade, and then maybe about 10th grade, I became the number one demanded mentor. So before I even graduated, I was being a mentor to go back to schools, like elementary schools, high schools, and teach kids like some of them, like the work, like workshops, so writing workshops, stage uh, confidence workshops, and things like that. It helped me actually have like a diverse ability to listen to all kinds of musics, and also like to be around all kinds of music and to collaborate with a lot of music like you know to make a, a song with a country artist or something like that and um mm-hmm. yeah when you age uh, reach the age 16 you, th- you recorded 300 songs yeah. did any of those songs make the day of light did they see the day of light um <laughs> yeah i had a mixtape called 16 killing 16s um mm-hmm. when i was 16 mm-hmm. but they they used to be out when i used to go by d bones on my myspace you probably find a couple mm-hmm out there somewhere but i had a group with my friends michael bongo and janelle simpson who are basketball players now and i was the worst rapper out of the group but i was determined to be the best so so yeah i don't know if any of them are out really like that but you could probably find a couple out there if you mm-hmm. do your research i'm not gonna tell you where but actually you gotta <laughs> figure it out yourself it's like hidden gems hidden gems and one of them is with kevin durant i guess there's another yeah. hidden gem out there that yeah. you recorded a song with him yeah texas yeah him and my friend michael bongo that was crazy. Crazy. So District Vibe, it's been like, I think, 10 months uh, nearing up to almost a year. You know, what were your intentions behind that, behind it and how has it been received? Mm, my intentions were to inspire and to just let the world know. I wanted them to feel my presence. I wanted them to just really understand that, yo, this Devontae kid, he could produce this whole project. Seem like For me, I, I feel like I produced 14 great songs. I guess 13, one song is produced by Burden Keys. But 13 great songs that that the world could take you on a, a journey. And it may not be all the songs right, right now for you, but, you know, maybe in January, there's like one song that really helped you with that point of your life. And then after like in March, like you're going through something else and then there's another song there for you. And just really to like, I feel like I'm here like as a vessel to like, like I'm a sacrifice kind of. And my life, like everything I have to go through, I've been through, and like all the pain and all the joy is to help others know that that's what life is, and like it'll be okay. So I just had to put my pain and my my joy into my music, because um, that's the outlet that I feel like God gave me the ability to talk about, to give to the world. So I decided to do that, and I I'm here, and I got me a lot of opportunities so far, and there's still probably lots of doors that it's still unlocking today, you know. So. It's beautiful. I don't really care about the mass numbers. Um, that's not never been important to me. I know that whoever's supposed to hear my music at the time they're supposed to hear it will hear it. So I don't ever stress about like the rush or like, yo, how come all the world is not listening to this vibe right now or like, all that? Because even if the whole world doesn't hear this, I, I'm getting better. Like, wait till you hear my new stuff. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, so Bear Tings uh, is a hit. It's from that project and. When you got a hit, when you have a song like that that can reach people, how do you make the most of it? Like, which is really important. I think other artists can also learn from this because we are so music can be so disposable, or artists can move on really quickly. But when you have a song like Bear Things, how do you make the most of it? Honestly, yeah, you just like you let it soar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All you can do is do the part in the studio, and then I mean, yeah, I'm sure like if I had lots of like a marketing money behind me, it could have been um, bigger, but. I really believe in the law of like natural so i put my work in the studio i had a sign to put it out to be honest with you, I, I wasn't gonna put it out the day i put it out but then after i was talking to my friends he's like um yeah like i think you should put it out and like, i don't know and then i got a 
notification on my phone from Steph tweeting all of my woes got bear things. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess it's time. So then I put it out the next day and then, you know, another song came out and then a lot of people just caught it, like, you know, created speculation. But it's all love and... You just let it do its thing. Yeah, you got to let it do its thing. I did a video for it. I think the video is dope. I think it inspired a lot of people to do videos the way I kind of did it. Mm -hmm. And it also opened up a lot of doors for other people to like, you know, just inspire them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Industry Vibe, uh, one of the songs is Juice. And uh, you basically had it done, but then you went over to Boy Wonder. He invited you to his home. And you said he the the thing that he taught you was simplicity. Mm, Uh, Tell me about that. Yeah, he's a beast. He made that beat and like... So I had a song for Juice and after it's like with a different beat but then he like sampled that beat and just added like some drums and it became what it is and he's like I don't know his brain works so differently like he's he's a beast <laughs> he just taught me like you know it's not too much like simple um, catchy melody and then you know like a bass kick hi-hat and snare and like you don't really need too too much after that you know just get get it in and get it out mm-hmm. kind of yeah. When people may be overthinking it and want to say, I want to make the biggest song in the world, it's just simplicity. That's It's actually complex, right? It's yeah. hard to do that. It is. It's, it is hard, but it's not hard because I feel like the easiest ones that are simple and that are, are meant to be hits, like they just come to you. Like very things, that beat was so easy to make. Godspeed, that was like, I made that in like 40 minutes, not even like. All of my like biggest, I feel like most impacted, impactful songs were like, I don't even remember. Like I. It was like I channeled something and it came out like Juice. I, I, that was a freestyle. I didn't write that one. I just went bar for bar in that one. And mm. Yeah, it was crazy. And he talked about Godspeed, which is uh, featuring Joey Badass yeah. uh, on a song. Uh, My timing ain't wrong. It's always on Godspeed. And you have the sense of like pure faith. And, you know, if people are listening, you know, there's this kind of like worry free pure faith that you have. Tell me about that, man. Where the, of, you know, people because people are always worrying about something, but you just like. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? My timing ain't wrong. It's always on Godspeed. Well, there's just no point to stress in life because as long as you're fulfilling that purpose and following your heart, it's going to lead you to where you need to be, even if you have to lead you through the fire. You know, sometimes you have to get burned to know what it feels like to not be burned, you know? And when I realized that, like, it goes back to, like, me not stressing about when the masses are going to hear it or anything like that because I know that my timing is on my timing and my purpose is my purpose and my journey is my journey. So as long as I have faith in God, he will deliver it. And if I serve him, he will deliver me. And it's a simple philosophy, but a lot of people just have their own beliefs. And I just feel like I'm not here to be a preacher. I'm here to be the light so I can just shine and and let people see that my faith and that faith and through God, all is possible. Um, So I wake up in the morning. I'm very thankful and I try to help others. And I know that just following my heart, which is like I feel like my soul, which is connected to, you know, we're all connected. Mm-hmm. Following that will always lead me in where I need to be. And I love hearing that because I'm that type of person as well too. But you always have downs, you For have sure. frustrations, That's you have balance. stresses, and like I want to know, I want to hear more about these things because people, you know, somebody who's listening right now is going through those. Th- yeah. How do you deal with that when those things happen? Like, you know, you, there's got to be things when you get pissed yeah. off, mad, or whatever. Like, I want to see that. I want to hear about that. Well, you got to... <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely had anger problems before, and I just honestly realized, learned how to balance it. And I realized that no energy wasted, like, no negative energy is worth having. So, like, there's no point of getting mad, like, because 
you have to understand other people, their brains are different and they're thinking the way they think because that's who they are. So if you're going to let someone else stress you out, then you're actually letting it get to you and like affect you and it's distracting you from your focus on what you need to do. So like a big thing is I go through nature walks. I just deep breaths and like sometimes you got to cry and like let it out for real. Like your hardest, you got to just ask God for the strength to get through sometimes. Like, cause there are days that everyone's weak because there's days that you're strong and it's, it comes down to balance, which is everything. And you have to go through that and you have to just know that all will be well. Like, you know, like all the things about all the hard times that you've been through in life. And like, sometimes you thought like, Oh, how am I going to get through this or whatever? But then you look and if you're able to actually listen to this still and, and to think about that, that means you've got through it or you're, you're, you're going through it and you will get through it because there's been harder times. If, it, if it's the hardest time, just know that all will be well. Like just have faith. And honestly, reading the Bible helped me restore faith and talking to God and prayer. Prayer is huge. Being able to just have a conversation with God and being specific and, you know, asking for like little things like to open your eyes to see what is around you instead of like asking like, oh, I want a big house. Like it's cool. You can ask for that too. But like I find more gems in like, I ask, just let me serve you today and follow me and guide me through the journey I need to do or just allow me to open my eyes to see the people around me and their intentions or, you know, to to just help someone else today. Like, let me just put me in someone's path that is going through a lot that I can take their, their worries away for them. And, mm. Mm. So, uh, and this is a quote that you tweeted, the devil working triple overtime, keep focus. Yeah. You know, some rappers like Rick Ross say the devil is a lie and people don't really see what does that mean when the devil is working triple overtime? It means like the devil doesn't stop and it's easy to get into evil. It's easy to get that. It's hard to be good because we have lust and we have desires and wants. And social media is also a huge distraction like that sometimes because you subconsciously you're on a feed of looking at what other people are doing and then you like judge your life off of that like even subconscious like you may not even try that but when you see someone else like oh oh that person has a new lamborghini he's driving or that person has like you know like oh shit like i kind of want one of those and after but that's not what you need and that's not what your purpose is so like i mean it's cool to to look at sometimes but it's a balance and you have to be able to separate your wants and truly turn looking into things like that to be happy for everybody always like you know mm. never put anything into like because your words and your mind is very powerful because everything that you put out you will receive back everything like from thoughts to words words especially if any word leaves your mouth you know you can't talk about bad about people you have to always uplift people and like you know you have to always forgive but never forget because when you forget then you forgot why you you know you forgot your lesson that you you, you've learned so Mm. you have to forgive people but not forget so that's how it helps you maneuver a little bit better Mm -hmm. another quote uh you might think i'm too aggressive really i think i'm too passive yeah that's amigo's line that's that's quavo's line on uh uh, what's that song with gucci man kanye they just put out i don't know Mm -hmm. i thought that line was fire (laughs) when i heard that you might think i'm too aggressive really i think i'm too passive just, I, Do you relate to I it? I relate to that for yeah, sure. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, I'm a big guy. My voice is deep. So my like, I'm very passionate in how I come across sometimes. May people may think I'm aggressive, but I promise you I'm not being aggressive. That's just who I am. And like, really, I think I'm passive. Like, I'm very good at letting things go now, you know, instead of like holding on to things. So sometimes I feel like it's it's a hard balance. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned a little bit. So you used to hold on to things or you used to have an anger 
like uh, anger, like you used to get really angry? Or well, not like yeah. really angry, but like little. I, I wasn't able. I was younger and more immature, so I wasn't able to control what got me angry. Like you know, so like something little would get me angry, and which really is not a big deal. Like I just separate myself from it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you've also said that Toronto has no color until the night time. Mm. At that time, I, I did feel probably like Toronto had no color, and my eyes were also a little more closed. But I feel like a lot of like Toronto is built off of fake light, which is like um, just like as far as like the street lights, there's lots of buildings, there's lots of fluorescent things, which is cool. It's amazing, but like the only way to see the real light, like I love stars, so it's like is to like turn off all the lights and then you see the real light so mm. I feel like when there's no real light everything just becomes gray and like it's so like in a system and in a box that people don't even realize so it's like I don't know you know when you went to kindergarten everything was like colorful and it helped brighten your mind and then like grade 2 grade 3 it started getting a little grayer and it became a business office <laughs> yeah like why do they have it like that like they, they, they want you to feel like gray they don't want you to have any joy or light like, if you look at Toronto people, that very, like, not all of them, but not even Toronto people. Like, the world right now is very depressed and sad, and, and like, they can't dance. They can't, they don't do nothing like that. They, but it's not their fault, because what they're being fed and what they're eating, as far as actual food and, like, like TV and music and all that stuff, nothing is, like, really too uplifting right now. And nothing is to help better people or to help enlighten people or inspire people to go and be themselves everyone is like oh you gotta fit into the mold and that just becomes a mold and then you know a mold is mm. putty putty is great <laughs> so yeah. you gotta have your own light you gotta be able to grow yeah i mean you gotta be really careful nowadays of what you're surrounding yourself your mind with uh did you have any books that you read maybe growing up or recently that like had an effect on you or that you think people should check out or not the Bible definitely number one. I read Energy Squared, E Squared, I believe. I forget who is by. Mm. Um, have you heard of is it? Is that always also a documentary or no? It might have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty much about like the law, like the law of attraction. I guess. Mm-hmm. I read that. That was pretty cool. Uh, Devante, I th- thank you for the time. Is there anything else that you wanted to say to the person who's listening to this conversation right now, man? Follow your heart. Have pure intentions and help others. In peace with love. Whoa. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the homie Devante, with the whoa Devante. If you're listening on SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, enter our email newsletter. And we're holding a contest right now that you can enter for a concert that's happening this Friday at Adelaide Hall. Featuring top five, top five, top five, J-Soul, tons of special guests brought to you by Karma X-Wave. Make sure you check out the clothing store and break up the tickets for this show at 1230 St. Clair Avenue West. Thank you for listening, y'all. I'll catch you on next Wednesday. Peace. Thank you.